There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. Massive explosion! Skeleton army! That's where, that's where we are. That's what's going on. Oh my god, okay. We rejoin our hunters outside of the Prospect Quandary crash site, where Penny White has just sent a helicopter careening to the ground, uh, causing it to explode massively. Whoopsie-doopsie. Right as an army of... Resurrected Dick Spangler Skellingtons uh, has marched out of the Prospect Quandary containment tent. All right, so I think Zeke makes it to the cars first mm-hmm. and just opens up that back door and says, "Everyone in the car." Which car? Yeah, we have uh, two cars. Flo- Flo's car. It's, it's the one he picked. It's just the first car he got to and opened. So that's the one. I guess I'll take my parents' car. I should, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah, no, that's fine. Everyone get in a car. I'm going into <laughs> Angela's mom's car. Angela opens the back seats to the car for Heck to help Penny in, and then she runs over to the driver's seat to kick it into fucking high gear to get us out of there. Okay, okay. Guess, guess I'm riding along with Flo. All right. And he gets in the back seat of Flo's car that he opened and shuts You got the in the back seat by yourself? Well, yeah, I opened it for y'all, and then he was the only one. Yeah, <laughs> and Saber, of course, was going to be in the passenger seat. My ham sandwiches yeah. were in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, all our food. Yeah, I'm munching on one of those right now. <laughs> all right. Yep. <laughs> and Angela normally never starts driving without playing music, but she doesn't even care. She just puts that baby in reverse and skirts out. Flo says, uh, oh, uh, all right, bye, everybody. Yeah, they kind of just left. Yeah, like, but we should also go because Skeleton Army. Yeah, that's a good point. Wait, you need, like, a ride home? Yep, if you don't mind. Okay. I, I expected more people to join us, but yep. You just gonna sit in the back seat and make me feel like an Uber driver? I feel like I need to lie down, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, terrific. Flo Studebaker does not peel out, accelerates at a sensible pace away from the explosions and skeletons. And I think Angela and... Uh, I think y'all car and y'all car, y'all car, <laughs> y'all's car and uh, Zeke and Flo's car. You both pass by like a couple of speeding Humvees on their way to the site, the crash site. Yeah, but they they speed right past y'all's cars. They don't seem to stop and clock you at all. Fucking good, huh? Wonder what that's about. It's probably about <laughs> the explosion and our army of skeletons. And I assume before they exploded, they probably reported back a bunch of people gaggling around. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Huh. Angela, when she gets home, it's obviously very dark, quiet, no lights on the house. She just writes a note to her parents and says, I have a freaking tree <laughs> for an arm. We will be talking about this at a later date. And then just... Angela. No love, no XOXO, just <laughs> Angela. P.S. A space cowboy stole your car, but I got it back for you. You're welcome. <laughs> Period. 
Okay, terrific. <laughs> Lovely note for your parents. I think Penny, at least while she's at home, is going through a bandana phase because she does not want her dad to see this third eye on her forehead. So she uses the sash that Flo gave her as mm-hmm. a little headband and just ties it around her head when Freaking she Ralph Macchio yeah. and the yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so you've got two two wide open eyes, above which you have a bandana with uh, embroidered closed eyes on it. <laughs> okay, let's cut to tomorrow morning. Angela. No. <laughs> Angela. We're starting with Zeke. Well, then why didn't you just say that? Because you didn't give me any time. <laughs> I'm just filling in the space. Go. Zeke awakes from a night of anxious dreams. <sighs> Zeke, you uh, you are feeling pretty fucking sore this morning. Y'all had, a, <laughs> a, I would say, a pretty big day mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, you got really. hurt fairly badly. Yep. A couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So Zeke, you um, you know, you kind of stretch and rub your eyes. And your your head feels heavy, like you feel sore and out of it, but also like it takes effort for you to like even lift your head off of the pillow. You're feeling a little discombobulated this morning. Ooh. Oh, I feel like I need to go splash water on my face. Okay, you jump out of bed to go splash water on your face. I think roll out of bed probably. Sure, you roll out of bed to go splash water in your face, and you have a weird sensation when you hit the ground that your bed seems a lot taller than it did uh, last night. Oh, <laughs> did you shrink? Like oh, it's Steven? a little baby Zeke. <laughs> I'm gonna eat him. Hmm. Yup. Don't know what that's about. <laughs> yeah, as you look around your room, the room in general seems bigger uh, than it did before you went to bed. You have a vague sense. That everything has somehow increased in size while you were sleeping. Is Dad fucking with the particle accelerator again? He knows it does weird shit to the house. You start to head to the bathroom to splash some water in your face, wake yourself up, maybe shake this kind of heaviness that you're feeling. And you find even walking that you're just a little bit less steady on your feet than you typically are. Oh my god, your head is big and your body is small. (laughs) That friggin' pig whacked me on the head real hard. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Must still be dizzy. You walk into the bathroom and head to the sink and are shocked to find that you can only just see over the sink into the bathroom mirror. What? What? And you realize a couple of things pretty rapidly once you find yourself in front of a mirror. You look down at your body now and you see that your body has shrunk significantly over the course of the night and de-aged as well. Uh <laughs> It would appear that the reason for the la- the seeming largeness of everything around you is that your body has reverted to one of about four years old. Oh. Ah! <laughs> I, I hate got, kids. I got dainty, tiny little fingers. I feel like I break these on a freaking joystick. They're so small. <laughs> and when you kind of scream like that, you hear it almost echoed in chorus. And when you look into the mirror over the sink, just barely able to see over the sink... You see that's because you've grown a second head. Ah! What? What? And this head what? Lo- <laughs> appears to be you, Zeke, but at about 40 years of age. What? What's the head doing right now? You tell me, because you got to control your head, too. Just to reiterate, you got a baby body, a regular <laughs> Zeke head, uh-huh. and an adult Zeke head. What? Was Zeke wearing clothes... When he went to bed last night. Yes. If so. How's that head coming out of that shirt? Also, <laughs> what, is what I want to know. look like on Zeke's body? Toes? Toes? Is that clothes. what you said? <laughs> what do his toes what look like? Toes what do his toes look like? <laughs> like, are his clothes, like, really big? Or did they shrink down, too? <laughs> no, I mean, the clothes wouldn't have... Well... I mean, it depends on if you went to bed in the clothes that had the flower stuff on them. Yeah. I definitely did. Yeah. So the the clothes have also shrunk. Okay. Yeah, the clothes are also, <laughs> you got a little baby lab coat on. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> I just the logic to... works out. Yeah. <laughs> because it's time displacement, right? Yes. So, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. needed to know. It's from an earlier time when they were smaller. <laughs> <laughs> right. Realistically, they should have just, they're just piles of cotton. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. yeah. 
we don't need to address Zeke's baby peepus. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, we do. Uh, so the, the young normal <laughs> Zeke head says, uh, ah, what? Ah, what? You, me? And then the older Zeke head says, uh, I don't know. Um, hi? Yeah, hi. What? Uh, do you have any thoughts on this situation? Oh, I got freaking nothing. I have nothing at all. W- which one of us? So, am I the head that was on our body and th- I got older, or and you grew out overnight, or did you stay the same and I'm the new head and I grew out overnight? I don't know. Does it matter? I don't know. <laughs> Let's go find Dad. <laughs> okay. We cut to Angela's house. Angela wakes up later than normal, which okay. means 6 a.m. instead of 5 a.m. <laughs> okay. Still sore, still some harm from last night. She, right when she wakes up, she like texts Penny and says, are you going to school, question mark, and sends it off, knowing that Penny is not awake. Penny wakes up pretty late, like before school starts. Yeah, so. just send a preemptive text message. Yeah. Angela, when you wake up, you find that your arm that has had been encased in that bark, you you wake up and lift your arm and it pulls out of the remnants of that bark and sort of leaves it behind almost like a snake shedding its skin. And you find underneath that forest cocoon that you do have an arm under there with fingers, with digits, with joints, except the arm itself is totally encrusted in bark but you can bend it at the elbow you can bend your fingers however your hand is uh, significantly bigger than it was before it was encased in the bark and like your knuckles are like big knots on a piece of wood it's it's this big like almost like a crudely drawn hand that you have it's big and it's dense and it's wooden and it's heavy oh my god my iPhone is so tiny. How is <laughs> how am I gonna text with this hand? Damn. Okay, well that's cool that I don't have like a huge tree for a hand anymore. Um, Angela like snaps a picture of it to kind of show it off <laughs> and puts it on she on Insta Scramble, she just like posts a picture of her hand, like a little boomerang of her doing like a little pow pow pow. Uh-huh. You know, like a little like looking tough and stuff, and she's just like, New hand who this? I don't know. And then it's like, <laughs> just post that and then like kind of jumps out of bed and gets into the shower and waits for Penny to text her back. Um, she does check her friend town quickly before she gets into the shower to see if Chanel has responded. Chanel has not responded. Great. Once you're in the shower, the water feels re- like rejuvenating in a way that it, it hasn't for you before. Um, you let it run onto your antlers, which uh, taking those photographs for Instagram before, you've noticed have grown also slightly over the course of the night. You're now maybe like a three-point buck. Ooh. Um, but it feels good to have the water like hit your little leaves. Shake them around a little bit. Um, hit your, uh, your bark on your arm and on your opposite shoulder. And you find actually that when you get the water on that opposite shoulder, that, um, that your first kind of bark-encrusted shoulder that those green capillaries that had been spreading out from that continue to spread further up your body. And you see more like little vines kind of like branching away from the bark and continuing to um, spread down your body. It seems like this transformation is slowly ongoing and spreading to the rest of you. The other thing that happens to you in the shower is um, you feel something loose in your mouth with your tongue. And you spit out a couple of your teeth. Well, you spit these teeth and a little bit of greenish-hued blood into the shower drain. And you go with your tongue to kind of run your tongue over where those teeth were in your Mm -hmm. mouth. And there's still teeth there. But they're so sharp that you actually cut your tongue on them. Ow! Uh, Angela leaves the shower as it's running and goes and checks her uh, mouth in the mirror. And she, like, pulls back her lips. And she sees her little sharp teeth. Yeah. What the fuck is happening to me? Um, she gets dressed and she's going to go downstairs. Uh, okay. Yeah. You find your parents down there. They, um, 
They're seated as they normally are this time of the morning around the the dining room table with some coffee. Your note appears untouched. (laughs) Angela just walks over in front of the table and with hair like soaking wet, just like staring at them and then says, y'all want to explain this and points to her antlers and points to her big, tough arm. Just a little combo point. Yeah. Um, well, uh. You, I, you, you look fantastic. Um, your leaves are looking very healthy. What is this about? Y'all uh, lied to me. Anthony says, uh, uh, "I, I don't, I don't know what you, I don't know what you mean." You do know what I mean. We had this conversation. What was it yesterday about me going to into the forest, wanting to come back out and be around humans? What do you know? What is happening to me? Why don't you want to tell me? So they're both seated across from you at this table, right? They've got their coffee in front of them. And they they look very stiff. They've got like their hands out on the table. They're seated upright in their chairs, you know. They have a almost like mannequin sort of quality to them. And you don't know if this is something that's always been true about them and you've never noticed it before or if something's changed in them. But they have a almost like inhuman quality to their movement they're falling in like an uncanny valley to you right now and Allie starts to say something about I don't know what you mean you're our daughter I don't know what you're getting at you're beautiful to us it's sort of like almost white noise at this point like gaslighting me it's the same sort of gaslighting that they've been giving you since this whole situation starts but while she's saying this while she's talking you see a leaf fall from out of her hair and drift gently down to the table. And as your eyes track this leaf and you see it hit the table, you see where her hands are pressed against the table, little tiny, almost imperceptible little vines extending from her finger and onto the table. Allie, look down at your hand. She looks down at her hand almost like mechanically. What's wrong with you? Why are you lying to me? Dad, do you have anything to say? He opens his mouth and closes it a couple of times. And he says then, Angela, we don't know what... We don't know what... What do you not know? We don't know what we're supposed to say. What do you mean? Just tell me the truth. You're our daughter and we love you very much. And we think you're perfect just the way that you are. Are you like me? Am I like you? You're not telling me anything. Of course you're like us. You're our daughter. And we love you. And you see Angela, another leaf, break away and fall from out of Anthony's hair. And you track the path of this one as it falls all the way to the kitchen floor. And as you look underneath the table where the leaf has fallen, you see that where their feet should be, There's just bundles of tree branches and vines growing up out of the floor and into their pants. I don't know what is going on. I can't even wrap my brain around this. Are you, are you all even real? What? Am I dreaming? Of course we're real, Angela. We're sitting right here where your parents. Can I make you some breakfast? No! Um, so Angela's just like rubbing her eyes, frustrated, like doesn't even know what to say. Like no words can even describe the situation of how she's feeling. So she is just fed up um, of thinking and takes her big fist, mm-hmm. slams it down on the table and just says, why are you lying to me? And then flips the table over. Okay. What do my parents do? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now what? (laughs) Angela, you um, grab this table, and it's a big, heavy wooden table, but you grab it with your new special hand, uh, as well as your (laughs) other still terrific hand. Thank you. And you go to flip it, and as you grab it, you see more of these vines kind of like emerging from your arm and like beefing out your arms even more than they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like a, like veins when somebody's hella yoked, yeah. you know? 
uh, except it's just vines that are sort of growing out and binding around your arms. And you launch this table up through the ceiling of your kitchen. Oh shit, I, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and your parents are left just sitting in their chairs with these vines and branches connecting them to the ground. Their mouths just kind of hanging open, looking at you blankly. Whatever. Angela's fucking fed up. So Angela's gonna leave. Okay. So um, she's still in her pajamas. Her hair is still wet. Um, she's just like, Ugh, I'm really, I, I just can't even talk to you all right now. And she crumbles up that note she wrote and grabs the car keys and her purse, takes a note that she wrote her parents, throws it at her dad and just leaves and takes her parents' car to go to Penny's. As Angela walks out the door, our camera lingers on her parents. Allie and Antony remain fixed, like puppets whose strings have been cut in their chairs in the now half-destroyed kitchen. And we see, uh, as soon as Angela is walking out the front door and her attention has totally left her parents, we see these vines that had been growing up out of the floor to compose their legs start to recede. And we see Allie and Antony sort of deflate and break down. We sort of see more leaves fall away from them. We see the vines retreating down into their clothing. We see these vines retracting down into the floor. And then right as Angela is stepping out through the front door, we see the vines re-emerge behind her and rejoin themselves with her legs before the door slams shut behind her. All right, well, Angela gets in her car and is going to probably drive around until Penny wakes up, actually. Because <laughs> it's really fucking early. We cut to the Two. residence <laughs> of Penny White. Okay, so Penny wakes up, and uh, I think that she, like, slept hard. Like, you would think that she wouldn't be able to sleep at all, but she was fucking exhausted. So I think she sleeps really hard and is kind of disoriented when she wakes up. Still got a bit of an owie on her leg. Um, and she forgets why she has the um, sash on her head, kind of, like, rips it off and goes to the bathroom and looks in the mirror and then realizes that, it's there. The eye is there. It's still there. So she runs back to her room, <laughs> ties the sash back on her head. And then um, she sees that Angela's text her, texts her back and says, yes, will you pick me up? And also, do you have a hat that would not look funny on my head? Send. <laughs> and then Penny's going to run downstairs and try to grab food as quickly as possible without her dad talking to her too much. Okay. Bart's work the night shift these days, so I, I think he's... He's asleep. Okay. Yeah, I don't cool. think you have to worry about that. Yeah. Then uh, I'm just going to eat some toast. Good thing Angela pulls up in the driveway and obnoxiously <laughs> just starts- Just been driving around yeah. the neighborhood this whole time. <laughs> waiting, waiting for her text message. And then she pulls up in the driveway and just starts beeping ferociously and screaming, Pay! Like in a happy way, not in like a distressed way. Okay. Um, and then she doesn't even wait for Penny to come outside. She hops out of her <laughs> quote unquote parents car. Tree parents car. Tree parents car. Um, and then she walks up to Penny's door and knocks on it. Penny. You have a hat? Yes. And then out of her purse, she just hands her a baseball cap. Because <laughs> Angela always has baseball caps. Yeah, she can't really wear them anymore. Oh, no! Yeah. She hands over a baseball cap to Penny. Penny's going to put that hat right on her head and um, ask Angela, do you want some breakfast before we go? Listen, we're not going to school. Get in my car. Okay. <laughs> Penny's still wearing her jammies. <laughs> yeah, so, so is Angela. Angela's not real clothes either. She didn't even brush her teeth. Nasty. We cut back to the Zeke's Lynn. What? The Zeke's oh, Lynn. There's more than one of me, right. Yeah, I think the Zeeks have uh, made their way down into the lab of the house uh, to look for Jeff. Dad! Jeff! Why are you calling him Jeff? 
I'm old now, I can call him by his first name. That's not, no, you would still, <sighs> Dad! Down here, buddy. Where's Jeff at in the lab? Jeff comes from around a corner from uh, another part of the basement outside of like the laboratory area. And his, his eye level is still above where you currently now reside. And he's got on suspenders over his lab coat. And he's got on one of those little clear uh, like poker visors like Data wears when they play poker on Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh-huh. And he's sort of like idly like bridging some playing cards in his hand. And you see him just like sort of searching the room. And he says, um, Zeke, have you seen Quantum Adam anywhere lately? It's time for a weekly poker game. Hmm. No, Dad, I haven't. Um, hey, ah, can- Whoa! Yeah. Zeke. Yeah. Hi, Dad. Oh my God! Hello, Jeff. Stop calling him that. Uh, he- he- hello? Um, Zeke, I need to sit down. Yeah, yeah. Help? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, all right. Buds? Buds? Yep. Bud? Yep. His eyes are like darting back and forth between the two heads. Just goes pick like, one. Just pick one. Okay, I'm going to look at my, uh, sorry, uh, I'm going to look at the, the Zeke that I'm more fami- familiar with. Zeke, what happened, bud? Uh, okay, so, you know the rocket crash that we checked out? Yes, I do remember that. Uh, well, turns out the rocket, um, it makes time all funky. I went over, Angela and Penny were at a friend's house yesterday, and I went there, and their friend had, uh, turned into a giant bug monster, and I shot him with my lightning gun, and then- Oh, bud. Uh, we met a space cowboy, uh, and we looked- I met him! Yeah, oh, yeah, you did. Uh, and we looked inside the space cowboy's brain, and he found out that all his friends are dead, and he stole Angela's parents' car, and he went back to the rocket ship, and we all went back to the rocket ship to try to find him, and there was a great big hell pig, and I had to kill it, and I got- a allergic reaction to extinct plants, and I made myself a goop to make the itching stop, but I think that some of the stuff I used had gotten all funky time-wise from the spaceship, and I woke up, and now there's an older me on my body, which is now the body of me when I was a child. You know what, Zeke? You always were a pretty cute kid, so not a total loss. Thanks. There, I can see now that that's not helpful to no, say. No, it's not. I don't want to be cute. Zeke, I just want to be me. Do you remember the conversation we had about having extensive knowledge and a particular skill set and then thinking you can apply that knowledge broadly to other things? Yes. Like, for instance, that maybe you do know about technology, but you're not a freaking botanist, bud. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about plants. Yeah. Just because Sophia can look something up for you does not mean you have the information about it. Yeah, I know, but I was really, really itchy. <laughs> well, I hold on. Let me get you up onto the slab, and he like puts his hands underneath your armpits <laughs> and lifts you up and sets you up on the slab. The older Zeke goes, "Wee!" <laughs> okay, get comfortable there, champ, and sir. Um. I don't like that you call me sir, dad. It's weird. Okay, well, at least you're calling me dad again now. Yeah. Sophia! Hello, Jeff. Yes. There's two Zeeks. Yeah. Hi, Sophia. Hello, Zeke. And? Hello, Zeke. I thought this day would never come, but I dreamt of it often. You have? have? (laughs) Sophia, fire up the scanners. We're going to have to run some tests. If you're a good boy, I'll give you a sucker. <laughs> Dad, I'm not. It's just from the neck down that's a kid. I'm still me. He up tickles here. you. <laughs> <laughs> quit, it, quit it, Dad. Oh, I don't like that, actually. <laughs> that made me feel deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> Cut back to Angela and Penny in their PJs cruising around town. 
Angela's got the sunroof open, presumably. Hell yeah. For her antlers to stick out of. <laughs> is it raining still? It is, yeah. <laughs> I should say that, actually. It, uh, um, The rain has not abated since y'all went to bed. It is still coming down pretty good since last night. Penny. Yes. <laughs> you sound distressed. I have three eyes. <laughs> and your antlers are way bigger today. Oh, listen. Not only do I have antlers, look at this. And Angela's still driving. Uh-huh. But she, <laughs> she doesn't stop. Yeah. But she looks over at Penny and she just smiles so that she can see her razor sharp teeth. Whoa. And then Penny's going to poke them and it <laughs> probably gonna, hurts. Yeah. Ow. Sorry. Why are teeth so pointy? <laughs> I don't know. Penny, I don't know. Penny, you, you poke Angela's teeth, and just that little bit of, like, jostling is enough to shake loose a couple more of... And it seems like they're just caps at this point. You shake loose a couple more of your, like, regular human teeth and reveal a couple more of the sharp teeth underneath. Oh, no! Uh, Angela rolls down the window and spits them out. God, I... Penny, I don't know what is going on with me, but listen, you and I are not in a good good shape right now. Mm-mm. We're not going to school. Okay. So, so we're going to go to the chill out and order breakfast and talk about some stuff. Uh, okay. So Angela whips into the chill out. Oh, yeah. And I didn't tell you, but I text Emma. Hmm? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I think we need her help. I need her help. There's some weird stuff going on again, and Emma is so powerful. Like, powerful like you, Penny. So I think we need her to help us. You're sure about this? I don't trust her fully. I do, and I don't know why. But, I mean... I trust her enough. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, but we'll see if she shows up. So. Okay. You two walk into the chill out, which remind us, the chill out is a, it's like a coffee shop, Yeah, right? a cafe, um, coffee shop. They got burgers. They got breakfast sandwiches. Hell yeah. Yeah. Diner vibes? Like, diner what's vibes. it like in here? Yeah, like, you know, what's that Saved by the Bell? Don't they have, like, that diner they go to or where? Yeah, they act like a bunch of real jerkuses every time they're in there, too. Never seen show. Or is it 90210 they have the... Oh. All every of them. show. Yeah. All of them. So Friends. everyone, yeah, pops. Central Perk. Yeah, so That's what I just said. your Twin Peaks, all of it. Mm-hmm. Just all your, your regular diner that you would see in a television show. Damn television. good coffee. Damn good coffee. Television show diner. Terrific. Yeah. You two... Open the door to the chill out. I want to say. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Go. (laughs) And walk in. And I think that it's breakfast time, right? I think that it's fairly busy in there right now. Like this is kind of their breakfast rush, their early bird rush. Uh, I would say it's like three quarters full. You walk in the door and you swing in through these doors and it's like a fucking... American werewolf in London moment. You hear like silverware clatter, glasses clatter. People just stop and they're all staring at you, Angela. And they, the looks in their eyes are like terrified. Uh, Angela looks over at Penny and goes, I think they're all staring at your third eye. Oh, Penny <laughs> just pulls the like bill of the hat down a little bit. Uh, and you spot as all these people are just like staring at you with like egg hanging out of their mouths. You spot Emma Riley Woods uh, alone at a booth in the back corner, just grinning and waving aggressively at you. I knew she would be here on time. Penny, come on, let's go. And Angela just enthusiastically waves back to her. Penny um, does like a smile, but like just horizontal, like cheeks don't go up. Like, uh. mm-hmm. it's the opposite of smizing. Yeah. Uh, smouthing. Smouthing. Yeah. Penny, I would never <laughs> say this to anybody, but. You do need to work on your smile. We gotta fake it. Anything else? <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete! Her eye muscles are tired. Yeah, they have to work extra hard now. <laughs> I meant just from being open all the time. Uh, I mean, because I have a third one, and they're all working together. Yeah, I thought. You yeah. Oh, I didn't think about all the physiological. Uh, I can't. Think about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you all approach the booth. 
Emeryle Woods has a glass of water in front of her and nothing else. And she's just grinning cheerfully. She's got a beautiful floral print dress on. She says, Angela, I love your new look. You're really leaning into it. You act like you didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't know exactly what would happen. I'm not omniscient. Well, we can talk about me in a little bit. I can't wait. But, and Angela sits down and invites Penny to sit next to her and like pats the seat so she doesn't have to sit next to Emma. Thank you. Penny sits down. (laughs) Penny, I love your pajamas. Thank you. Got them. I don't. I don't know. I just they, I just had them. <laughs> she nods. They have always been. <laughs> and you've done something different with your forehead. I put a hat on it. Oh, right, 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 right. And she does like the little zippy in her lips thing. Emma, thank you for being here. Of course. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Although, don't you think we'll get in trouble? We're supposed to be at school. Oh my God. You're like a thousand years old demon. Why do you care? I'm not a day over. I'm not going to say how old I am. <laughs> I don't really care about being at school right now. Penny, Zeke, and I had a really, 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 really long and awful day. Zeke. Zeke. Remember him, the really annoying like scientist? He fainted boy? at the sight of you. Yeah. Oh. Mm. You said he wasn't interesting or special. or. Yeah, that's so many He's people. really loud. I'll just take your word for it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere at home, Zeke just got a twang of like frustration and he's not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. We had a really rough night and we need your help. Do you know about the spaceship that crashed? I've heard a thing or two. Do you know why it's here? Do I know why it's here? Yes. I think the laws of physics and gravity. Okay. The spaceship crash happened. It's causing all these ripples in time and space. We need your help to stop it. What do I know about ripples in time and space? I mean, you knew that there was this eyeball in my head, and it's connected to that, so I feel like you know something. You also told me that something was going to happen to me. You knew. Yeah. Not Zeke. You knew that stuff was going to happen to Penny and I. You know about our future. Did you not foresee that happening? I mean, I know about it now because you told me about it. Yes. So let's get down to brass tacks. It happens so subtly that you almost don't notice it. But after a second, you both realize that you don't hear the sounds of the diner anymore. And then you realize that you don't see the diner anymore. Everything is faded away to black. And the two of you are left sitting in a booth floating in an empty void along with Emma Riley Woods, who still daintily holds her cup of water and still sits in the booth at the table with you, but has now taken on her full Baphomet form. And you watch this humongous demon take a little sip of water from her cup, and she says, You seek my aid, and so an exchange must be made. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I do not ask for much, and that is because... I cannot provide much, at least not directly. Well, then... Hush, child. Okay. (laughs) Penny chuckles, but then realizes it's not funny at all. In the forest, you will find two artifacts. You can only find them by not looking for them. And you can only make your way to the path while lost. You will find an item that is desperately needed and you will find an item that is yours by birthright, Akasa Nui. Cool. The conjurer, Florence Beauregard, will know what to do with the item that you find. It is with her help that you can restore the balance of time. All I ask in return is that the next time you visit her in her home, you leave a small hole in the circle of salt that surrounds her house. Angela puts her hands to her mouth to cover it in shock and glances at Penny, like, quickly. Like, the fuck? Like, we know why that's there. We know very much why that is there. What if we don't? Then you will not have my aim. And you may have my wrath. Fuck. All right. Well, 
you have given us some interesting uh, news to debate about and talk about. There will be no debate. Okay. I have made the offer. Okay. Hmm. You will decide now. Now? It's too late to order food. <laughs> Do you think that there's a waiter around here? Mm-mm. No, I don't. Do I? Can, can I talk to Penny for a second? Can we just, like, headphones? Just, just like a little... Headphones, Emma? Yeah. Just real quick. Just can I just turn to her? Okay, I'm going to do it. I will just... <laughs> One minute. You Good. have a minute. Okay. And okay. Emma vanishes. Oh, wow. Okay. And now you're back in the diner at the booth by yourselves. Penny. Angel boy. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I don't... I thought this was a good idea. I thought it was a good idea. I didn't really think it through. I didn't really know how serious this was. But what what option do we have now? I don't know. But we're going to have to protect Flo now. I don't know how that works. Listen, we're just going to break the salt circle and um, have Flo live with me or something <laughs> and protect her. Because maybe Emma's just after, like, you know, like something in Flo's house, like a Like a cool cardigan or something. Yeah, a cool cardigan. Mm. (laughs) Or a book she hasn't read. Or ice in her icebox. I don't know, Penny. I guess we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, if we don't, shit's going to get worse. Bad. Way worse. So I guess we're going to do it? Yeah. I guess so. I'm sorry. Okay. Emma... Just like that, the diner's gone again, and Emma is returned. Only now she's back in her human form, and she looks pleased. Okay, so I guess um, sounds like that was enough time for y'all to kind of discuss mm-hmm. my offer. It's, listen, I know you're worried because she has the salt circle there to keep demons out, and I am a demon. Mm-hmm. And if you break the salt circle, I'll be able to get into her house. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know that I understand your concern. Can you tell us why you're going there? That wasn't really part of the deal. But we're friends, right? She has something that belongs to me, and I would like it back. Is it a fancy cardigan? It's not a fancy cardigan. But I, if you know, if you have a line on fancy cardigans, I'd love to get one. I think I could really pull them off. I like really big buttons. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> that mine for your next Christmas gift. Yeah. <laughs> Secret Santa. She, ha- she has something that belongs to me. She's refused to give to me for a very long time. And I just want to sneak on in there and scoop it up. Can't we just grab it? We're there like all the time. Yeah, I still, I, I can do it. No, it's going to need to be me. Are you going to hurt her? Not if I can help it. That doesn't make me feel good or bad or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me feel... Makes me feel the emoji with the straight line mouth. Yes, it makes me feel like Hmm. I shouldn't have fucking done this shit. Alright, Emma. You have a deal. Terrific. I'm just gonna need your hand. Are we gonna, like, sign something in blood? (laughs) Which one do you want? And she shows Emma both. The big one and the regular size one. Ooh, I'll take the big one, please. Okay, here you go. And Emma reaches out and delicately turns your hand over so that your palm is facing up. Your big, rough tree trunk of a palm. Mm -hmm. And she lifts up a hand and you see just the index finger of her hand turn into a big demon finger with a long, sharp nail. And she drives it through the bark and into your finger and slashes down your palm. And it hurts pretty fucking bad. And you see a thick, dark green blood ooze out from the cut. Uh, And she takes this finger and licks the green blood off of the nail. Ew. And she says, the deal is made. Great. And then she's gone. And you're back in the diner. And there's a... Waitress very nervously standing next to the table with a somewhat large cook standing behind her with his arms crossed. And she says, okay, listen, um, I'm going to need you all to leave. You're upsetting my other guests. What? <laughs> Excuse me, what? Your guests are upsetting us. Yeah. 
We just came here to get some pancakes. Uh, I just which I, we didn't even get. Yeah. I don't know if this is some kind of costume or what, but it's freaking everybody out. I just need you to get out of here. We don't want no trouble. That's it's up. so rude. It's, yeah. A so rude, like Penny said. Also, B it's freaking Halloween. It's is it? It's October. It will be yeah, one day. It will be one day soon. The cook behind her with his arms crossed just says like, L- "Listen, we don't we don't want any trouble. Just oh my god, get out, just go on your merry way, and it'll An- all be fine." Angela grabs Penny's wrist and says, "Come on, we're getting out of here." And then sh- there's like the table behind her with like a bunch of freshly made food, pancakes, waffles, bacon, scrambled egg, OJ, all this stuff. <laughs> and Angela just walks up, puts her big ass hand down on the table, and just wipes it all out with her hand. Penny catches some pancakes from falling <laughs> and takes a bite out and just like raises a fist as they walk out. We're never coming back! And then kicks open the door and they leave. We cut back to the Zeke's. Lynn, I think y'all both have a sucker in your mouth at this point. <laughs> Same flavor? Can we... Can we suck on them at different times? Because I got grape and you got cherry, and when we're both eating them at the same time, I can taste both. I know, I like it. I like them together. It's like a suicide. I don't. So can we... Why would we like different things? I don't know. Your taste changes as you age. (laughs) I don't like this. That is true. Whenever the two of you are done talking about sucker flavors, I have some information to share with you. Yes, please, Sophia. Don't talk to my robot. She's my robot, too. I can be everyone's robot. Thank you, Sophia. I wish I was. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not because I don't love being your robot. I just want to help everyone and be everyone's friend. God, you are so... I remember now what a sweetheart you are. You remember now? I thought that we had the same memories. Perhaps if I had a large factory, I could reproduce my body in mess. Then I could go into every Oh, let's change the let's change the conversation. The let's get you out of that line of thought. <laughs> <laughs> On the big screen in the lab, a bunch of science results come up. Mm-hmm. Numbers, DNA strands, like kind of twirling, like a crude ren- 3D ren- polygon oh. rendering of a DNA strand twirling. And like there's little dots that appear and then like a little text box pointing to those dots that's saying different stuff. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and Jeff says, well, as you can see, the readout on the screen switches over from everything we just described moments ago to an X-ray. Also, like, like that DNA double helix, like polygonally, like... PlayStation 2 polygon rendered yep. uh, x-ray of you, Zeke, and you, Zeke. Um, and you see a little child bone structure with a, which looks normal up till about like the, the, like the sternum area, at which point you see the spinal column kind of branch out. And then you see uh, two adult skulls resting on top of it. The good news is you are a perfectly healthy little boy, teen man. Good. Uh huh. I do not see anything physiologically wrong with you. Besides, you know, all the stuff that's jacked up. Yep, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, it's uh-huh. jacked up real good. But it seems to have been jacked up in a way that is not unsupportive to life. So I don't think you will die right away. Uh huh. Here's what's interesting. And the s- screen switches now to uh, a non X rayed polygonal 3D rendering of the double-headed Zeke child. Uh, it's still just kind of slowly spinning, I think, like T-posed, arms straight out at the sides, <laughs> you know. Uh, and you see a like a cloud of, it looks like a cloud of gnats, like a cloud of these black dots sort of swirling around. And Sophia zooms in. She, uh, she zooms in on the screen on some of those dots, and you see a bunch of clocks with um, smirking smiley faces and sunglasses on. You see these little guys? Yeah, huh? Those are chronotons. Cool. It is cool. You are lousy with them. What does that mean? Well, chronotons are particles of time rather than matter. Right. Typically, they are harmless. They don't normally interact with the other particles of the universe. 
But for some reason, in you, there is a massive concentration of them surrounding your whole entire deal. <sighs> Freaking flower. Alright. Dad, thoughts? Well, Zeke, my first thought is, and I apologize, you look like a cryptid, and I kind of want to put you in a burlap sack. No. No. I'm not going to. Okay. That's just, I, we're just, you know, we're family. I'm just, we're just talking through things. We're just brainstorming right now. Just fight against that instinct for us, Jeff. Yep, yep, yep. Way ahead of you, Zeke. Thank you so much. Listen, chronotons are, number one, poorly understood. Number two, difficult to understand. Number three, hard to study. Right. Not a lot is known of them, about them, by pretty much anyone in the scientific community. Detect them is kind of all we can do, unfortunately. The Zeeks put their tiny little baby fingers together and crack them, and they say, uh, well, Dad, I guess someone's gonna have to figure it out. Myself. My little Zeke is all grown up, and also all grown down. At the same time, I feel like a new mother watching her infant baby graduate from high school. What will I do now that my nest is empty and also my egg has just hatched? Sorry, I'm not the best at metaphors, but I'm the best at segues. Let's get to the credits. Penny White is performed by the flawless Bess Lawson. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by the magnificent Megan Stressman. Zeke Lynn is performed by the crucial James Kedlar. James is also the sound designer and composer for the podcast. And finally, every other character is performed by the sumptuous Philip Stressman, who is also our producer and game master. Our introduction was performed by the wonderful Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week tabletop game created by Michael Sands. Well, I'm off to my diapers and also college tuition. See you next time.